The first time I got high, I was in Toronto for my first year of college, and I was also a vocal major. I shortly thereafter could not sing for two days because I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> my name is Julie, and that's part of my story. My favorite alcohol drink in high school was a Smirnoff Ice, and then we put Skittles in it for the flavor. So I would like to say that Smirnoff Ice, you owe me some money. I'm Maria, and that's a part of my story. And welcome to Sparks of Madness. Sparks of Madness is a storytelling podcast that illuminates the beauty of our experiences. While capturing those sparks that ignite what it means to be human. How's your Monday going, Maria? Uh, I'm trying to adjust to being back in the world because I've been like, I had a staycation with my parents and then I was in DC and then I had a baby shower. So I'm just like, oh man, just trying to get back to like a schedule. Mm. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like the summer is generally constantly taking you out of your routine. I feel like there's Mm -hmm. vacations, weddings, baby showers, bridal showers. Lots of stuff that's going to disrupt normal life. Yeah, but it's like fun. And it's even though it's hot, at least not in like a coat. So yeah, like in (laughs) DC was so humid, no matter how much water I drank, it was just ridiculous. But I had a good time, saw some friends of ours. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I I had to travel this weekend, which was a nightmare. Uh, Because it was an early morning flight on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, which at like 7.20, so it's at the airport around 5.30. Mm-hmm. Um, flight got canceled after it was delayed for about four hours. Yeah. So by 11.30, we knew it was canceled. Um, mm-hmm. And the only flight I could get on was at 9 o'clock at night. So I was like, do I stay at the airport and inconvenience myself and be very uncomfortable? Or do I go home and try and sleep for a few hours? So I chose to go home Mm -hmm. and luckily I had a friend to drive me back to the airport later. And then that flight was delayed by an hour and finally got into my destination around 2 a.m. And then I had a bridal shower at 11 a.m. Oh gosh. Was (laughs) it because of the storms? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, that would have been me a week or if I had gone a week later, because a week earlier I had a similar fight, like at 730, 740. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, traveling right now just seems terrible. It is. It is. (laughs) Yes. And uh, on my flight back from DC, it was, uh, I started getting a panic because there was turbulence. And then the flight attendant was like, do you want alcohol? I'm like, it's nine o'clock in the morning. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever makes it happen easier, you know? I got on the flight and then he's like, you're not driving, are you? I'm like, maybe you should ask before you offered me alcohol. <laughs> yeah, you're now liable, sir. No, he, he was like, I found out he worked for the British consulate and for like 25 years and he was a pilot and then, but he didn't want to go back to being a pilot. So he, he now works with his wife as a flight attendant on Southwest Airlines. So if he's listening, that's your story. And you were very kind to me. <laughs> Oh, and then I told him, he asked what I did for a living. And I, instead of being like, 
oh, I do comedy. I, I write jokes. And, you know, at Southwest, he's like, do you have any jokes? I'm like, I'm freaking out right now. So then a couple drinks in, I was like, here's a funny joke about the light being off in the bathroom. And he he loved it. It was so, it was so dumb because the light that shows like if someone's in the bathroom is was not working. And it, I was like, if it's still not working, be like, well, if you're wanting to get any bright ideas. And he, he laughed like it was the funniest joke. And I'm like, wow, this is great. It's very little sometimes <laughs> fun fact i don't think i've ever used an airplane bathroom i i i don't like them they're small <laughs> i get nervous but i have to go to the bathroom which is great great to be talking about in front of our guests <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure she doesn't um being a mother i think uh you get um you get used to lots of things of this nature Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, our guest this episode is my mom, Yay. Sarah Schmerbeck. So uh, we'll just let her take it away, mom. <laughs> so thankful that you guys both have me on. I don't know what to tell you. I grew up in a family of six. My mom passed away when I was younger, so I had a lot of learning to do, which came in handy since I was this the youngest so I learned a lot from my brothers and stuff but just in life in general and it's just I blame a lot of my craziness as to why my children are so crazy today but it's who you are you know you form your own life when you're growing up and you're thrown into situations that you just like doesn't kill you makes you stronger I guess but on the bright side I mean there was a lot of comedy which I'm you know I'm grateful for because I always tell people my special gift is making people laugh so um, we all seem to have that. All of our all of our my, all my daughters. My husband's kind of a comedian himself, but um, that's a whole different area. I'm sure be a little too crazy to even bring him down here. But um, yeah, I mean, I grew up like I said without a mom, so I had like a grandmother who was four foot eleven all the way around. Um, and if you did something wrong, she would usually chase you with a broom. So. My brothers and I were a handful. There was back in the day in Rochester, New York, there was a hospital called the R wing where people who had issues with their mental health, that's where they would stay. But my brother was in there for a while because he, um, he kept seeing things on television and then he would go try to do them. Like he actually broke into a Firestone company and got a forklift truck going started it, got the forklift and their ton safe out and put it in my father's station wagon. And as the cops were coming in, he was trying to drive away, but a ton safe will flatten all your tires. Mm -hmm. So um, they kind of automatically knew who my brother was. And then they called my father and said, so Bob, we got Dick down here again. So we'll meet you at the jail. And the judges just loved him and loved my father too, because they always put Dick in place where he needed to be and not in jail which was I guess it was a blessing in a way mm-hmm. so he was kind of the person I took care of a lot and he was three years older than me but you know, going through life you just have to like go up those mountains one step at a time and hopefully come down on on your feet at the bottom you know we had a lot of craziness going on and just just like what I said if it doesn't kill you it makes you stronger I went to all Catholic schools so I am strong in my faith. I'm always hoping I've taken the right journey because I figured I did because I have three beautiful children and 
a husband that we that we get along together. We've been married for 43 years. And when I tell people that, they laugh. They're like, to the same guy? And I'm like, that's <laughs> how you're kind of supposed to do it. You know, it's like, it's a thing. Like, not now. Nowadays, you know, it's like, how you were married? Six months. Like, six months? You know, did you just do it for the party? And I don't know. <laughs> I really love talking to people. I enjoy it a lot. Try to make as many people laugh as I can. When I was working at Wegmans, um, I had a friend of mine, we did the, um, the deli. So we were always cutting meat and stuff. And my husband is a brewmaster or was a brewmaster for Genesee. So he, um, he would bring home samples of beer. So him, so he would give me a couple samples to give to my friend Dell. And one was a blonde ale and one was a red ale. So the following Sunday when we worked again, we were working and we had like 10 people behind us waiting for cold cuts and stuff. So he goes to me, goes, well, I took that blonde you gave me into the shower the other day. It was delicious. And I <laughs> was like, what are you saying? And I turned around and I had to keep telling people, no, no, it was a beer. I didn't like give him a blonde to take into the shower. But it's like, I was got fired for that. But it was like crazy things like that just seemed to tend to follow me around. And um, I'm pretty sure I've passed that gene on to the girls that I have in my life, my kids. Um, not so, I mean, Julie's got it too, but I think Emily has really got it more. She's more of a Miller than than the other two. They're like even Stevens with the Schmierbeck and the Miller side. But um, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's how you take the journey and what you make out of it as far as your fun life. I mean, raising three daughters, always was fun. They were always mischievous. <laughs> I think from opening a box of sanitary napkins and putting them on the wall. Kristen did that to me when she was five. Um, Emily set her paper dolls on fire in the toaster when she was six, probably. And Julie put all her stuffed animals in the oven and thought they were because they were cold. <laughs> so yeah, it was really never a dull moment. Um, <laughs> but uh, you just, like I said, life if you if you're not going to laugh at it and make fun of yourself and you know try not to make fun of too many other people but sometimes it's hard not to do but uh yeah it's just just got to take it one step at a time you know mm-hmm. well great Yay, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah how was that for you it was okay it was nervous why I don't know. I mean, I can get up on stage and talk to people all the time, or sometimes I don't like, I get mad when they take the microphone away from me. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> you know, like when I did that 15 minutes or whatever, it seemed like 15 minutes in Chicago on stage. And I told everybody the stories about Wegmans and stuff. And I mean, they all seemed to like me because they asked me to do a podcast and I didn't know what that was. So... <laughs> she's open for uh us doing like an armando style improv before oh nice yeah so it was fun she's she's helped out before in the past yeah um my mom's helped out with like promo things for my show as well (laughs) oh that's cool that's cool yeah um you were talking about like uh everyone being funny or a house full of like comedians in their own way um in my family of four it's me my brother my parents I'm the least funny yeah I'm the one who gets uh paid for comedy 
<laughs> which is funny. <laughs> but in your in your humble opinion of the five of you, who's the funniest? Of the five of my brothers and sisters? Or no, the five of, of-, of you and your husband and your three daughters. I'm oh starting controversy. <laughs> oh, boy. I would think my husband is because he comes up with some really stupid things. And then probably Emily and then me. And then Julie, then Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> but I learned a lot from Julie. Julie's a good teacher. I mean, you she's, you know, I've been coming down to Chicago and meeting a lot of the people at the Annoyance Theater and everything. And I just had a blast. I just, it felt like home. It just felt like everybody loved everybody and got along with everybody and everybody was just okay with everybody. I even went to, there's a, um, a club up here called Roar mm-hmm. and it's for, um, RuPaul, the drag race. They have a lot of drag queens that come in there. Very and fun. Julie was with me one time. And I thought the one person I said, reminded me of one of the drag queens from RuPaul. I says, can I go tell her that? Julie's like, no, <laughs> don't go up and talk to them. They're not in drag. They might not understand what you're talking. And you're an old woman. I'm like, whatever. I'm not that old. Well, no, I, just, I was more so didn't want a drag queen to think that she was being compared to someone who might have a, like, a little more credit or fame to their name um, because they are a talent all their own. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I just like to talk to people. <laughs> Even like when we go down to the bar down the street, when my husband and I go out like twice a week, they all know us. I, you know, they're all like, "Uh Oh, here comes trouble, but not <laughs> Sarah, just Paul. So, you know, so we sit and we just make people laugh. It's just it's more fun that way than just sitting there being grumpy. Of course, to my daughter, Emily, she goes, you guys got to talk to everybody. And we're like, yeah, you know, why not? But Emily is like, what is the, uh, the one-liners, you know, she's very sarcastic one-liner type of things. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes she comes out with the stuff and then they're looking at Paul and they're like, you, you and her, you and her are the same. And I just stand there and take it all and just go, I'm, I'm the driver. So I have to stay sober because I have to drive home, but <laughs> they both, they both get hysterical. Very fun. We're, we're, we're just good people. Crazy, but good. So what, <laughs> what is like the, the you, you have four older siblings and then your younger brother. Mm-hmm. What is like the craziest or weirdest thing that's happened with your siblings? Besides him breaking into a Firestone company? Okay. I think I was like 14 and my brother told me that a friend of his was dropping off an ounce of pot and to make sure I get it out of the mailbox before my father did, before my father got the mail. Mm-hmm. So I forgot. <clears throat> so my father got the pot. So he was so angry and he told me and my younger brother, Stephen, who was 11 at the time to burn it in the garage. Cause he didn't know. Okay. So I set it on fire in the garage in a garbage can. Mind you, the whole neighborhood got high because there was also hash in it. And then my brother was so mad because there was also a $20 bill rolled up into it. So I burned up everything. But I mean, dogs were like walking funny. You know, people were like being really friendly that usually don't talk to anybody in the neighborhood. I mean, we grew up in a neighborhood where everybody knew everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was a fun, exciting thing, just getting the whole neighborhood off, you know. Um, <laughs> it was never a dumb moment. We were always known as the Millers. And actually, there was one time when I got pulled over 
And my brother's always told me that if a cop is behind you and you're drinking in your car to pour the beer upside down, and put it on the floor. And, um, the co- and I did. So I put, put the beer on the floor and turned it upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so the cop goes to me, do you know why I pulled you over? And I'm like, no. And he goes, well, you're crossing the WL line. And I'm like, you know, I was wondering where that line was. Cause I was, I drive this road all the time and I didn't dawn on me that it was there and I didn't see it. So he goes, do you want to get out of the car now? I'm like, sure. So I got out of the car and they had the drug dogs come and it was raining. Thank God. I think that's the only thing that saved me. They didn't breathalyze me. So it was like, are you Bob Miller's daughter? And I'm like, um, yep. He goes, goes, I'm just going to let you stand in the rain for another half an hour. And then I'm going to follow you home in your car. Goes because yeah, I can't do this to your father again with somebody else. Cause he was always my brother, Bill and my brother, Steven and my brother, Dick and my brother, Shady. He's the oldest. My brother, Shady was the oldest. They were always in trouble. You know, my father knew every court judge, family court judge in Rochester. They all called him by his first name. So you know, it was it was like you know just a comical time. I kicked that I kicked out of Girl Scouts for smoking a cigarette that wasn't mine. You know, but <laughs> I was holding it for somebody who was peeing, but I got caught. So didn't you just, also like, you also got kicked out of a small yeah. town called Charlotte, didn't you? I did for fighting in the street. Why? Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. And didn't you already out, have one child? I already had Kristen. Kristen was six months old. First time I'd gone out drinking with my friends. And I to this day, I don't understand why one person has to go to the bathroom and then two, the, everyone has to go. So we went into this bar and um, I put my, my purse and stuff down on a chair. And then my friends, Nancy and Patty and Nita went to the bathroom and they all put their stuff down the the bartender came over and put my my um, purse on the bar, which was soaking wet. So I was mad about that. And she just kind of went off on me. So I went off on her. And next thing I know, the bouncer's coming over and picking me up by the shoulders when I, they could pick me up on the shoulders, threw me out. Then she called me a name and I said, takes one to no one or something like that. And she jumped over the bar and before I knew it, she was jumping down these stairs on top of me and I ripped her shirt off of her because I grabbed her on the shoulders, but I thought I had her shirt and her whole shirt came off and there was a brawl and my friend Anita pushed me to the ground thinking I would stop if I was down, which was dumb. My glasses went flying. Anita covered my face and then the other bouncer pulled this girl off because she was beating the crap out of me. But Anita was out of work for two weeks because her hands were so bruised. And then the next day, I was so angry. But my brother, who was like, you know, a badass in Shalott at the time, I told him about it. He went down there, got the bartender fired, and then told me I was never allowed to step foot in Shalott again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said, what if I dyed don't... my hair? They're like, no. <laughs> For those who don't know where, how far Shalott is from Rochester, how far is it? It's oh. like 20, it's a 20 minute drive from where I live. So oh Shalott is by Lake Ontario. It's not that far. It's like this little beach neighborhood. Yeah. That's wild. 
it's just so yeah I've, I've you know like i said it's been an adventure just craziness seems to follow me wherever i go it's not a good thing <laughs> but i tell friends they're like well I've, i have nothing i have no life i'm gonna call you every day and i'm like sure go ahead you know I call elderly people that talk to me and stuff and they're just brightening up their day. And then I send everybody birthday cards, whether it's their birthday or not. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, saying, cause every day should be your birthday. And I have a gazillion of these cards. So I'm sending them out to random people, but <laughs> just laugh. I mean, this last crazy thing was that when I was on that trip, we went to Myrtle beach, me and my two friends who I take on vacation with me once a year and I lost my wallet <laughs> and I was kept calling the, the airport to try to find my license and I was describing it. And I even told them, I said, there's a picture of mother Teresa in there. And they're like, who? And I'm like, come on, everyone knows who mother Teresa is. You know, <laughs> like I said, I was trying to be like, they won't take anything. Cause mother Teresa is my wallet in my wallet. You know what I mean? I'm like you pick it up, but I'm not dealing with this woman. She's got mother Teresa in her wallet, mm-hmm. whatever. So, but I did eventually get it back, which is thankful, but it was kind of crazy. You know, it was definitely at the airport. I had to pay $2 in parking to go back and get it. Um, and then it just, it was just nuts, you know, but if you didn't laugh about it, I probably figured I'd, you know, be crying and depressed, <laughs> which is never really a thing for me. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but that's why some of my girls are crazy. Considering, you know, when Julie was also, when she was like three, she blew up a microwave at a store. At a wagon. I, I blew up our, our washer when I was like six. So see, that's why we're how fine. did you blow up a washer? Well, so <laughs> my pet my mom was trying to teach us chores and she's like trying to teach us to wash our clothes. I didn't quite understand, like I know she told us like you know how to separate them out and stuff, but like sometimes I zone out uh <laughs> in general. So I zoned out. So I just like threw everything in there and just threw all the soap. Like I didn't measure anything. Oh my god. And it was just all the energy of it all, just like there's smoke coming out of it. It was so bad. Wonderful. Yeah. And Emily would have gone along with the fires. That's a good thing. <laughs> and Julie too. Yeah, it's uh I'm originally from Phoenix, so it's really dry. So on the wrong day, you don't want to start a fire. No, you do not. Oh my goodness. Those poor people down there and in California. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Just terrifying. <laughs> do you have a favorite Julie story you tell people? Um, oh my god, there's so many. <laughs> um, let me see, let me see. I should have written one down. What about like in her like as an adult, Julie? As an adult, mm-hmm. um, I don't think she's reached that yet. As far as like, totally, I don't. I, I haven't reached it totally myself. I hate to be <laughs> you're an adult. Really, I don't want to be an adult. Um, well, for someone who's the fourth funniest, apparently, I have so <laughs> many stories. <laughs> well, I do, all right. The one when you came out as the shark, though, uh, when you had your shark outfit on for the in the Annoyance Theater, oh, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for burlesque. That was awesome. Um, teaching you how to drive was a trip. I don't remember. Especially when, <laughs> when you thought the flashing red light, you just didn't have to worry about it. <laughs> Almost got us killed. She's like, I'm like, I said, why didn't you stop? She goes, it was flashing. I'm like, so you thought you went in between the flashes? It was. It, she didn't even look. We could have gotten killed. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Then the time that you took forever coming home because you told me you were stuck behind an emergency vehicle and it was just a postal truck. I'm like, they're not emergency vehicles. You could go around them. Okay. There was no flashing lights. It's not like a fireman, a fire truck or anything like that. Listen, those, those are large, wide vehicles. I did not trust getting around them. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. I think that covers She was the in marching band. That was always so much fun. The marching band was fun. Huh. Getting into trouble. How did you and your husband meet? We met at a bar. Mm-hmm. California Brew House. Uh, hated him the first time we met because we it was crowded. I had just got out of work B-shift. We both turned at the exact same time, and he knocked my beer all down the front of me. I had just gotten there. Oh, no. So he goes, I'll buy you another one. I'm like, nope, going home because now I'm soaking wet. So I went home and then randomly we kept running into each other. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriends are like, you think he's stalking you? And I'm like, no. I was like, how? I don't even know where I'm going. How could anybody else know? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> then we ended up just, he saved me when like some guy was coming after me. That was back in the day when I was really attractive and thinner. Oh, but he just wouldn't leave me alone. So I was leaving. And then I, again, ran right into him coming into the door. And we've been together ever since. That was him sneezing, by the way, upstairs. <laughs> oh the romance is alive. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, but, how were you together before you got married? Nine months. Nice. Yep. Yep. We got married in 79. Went on our honeymoon to um, Florida, where I fell off this dock and ended up getting a black eye. Oh my gosh! So people were seeing us the next day. So I don't think any—I don't know if you guys, anybody who watches this, is going to be young enough to remember there was a Terratin commercial for smokers, and Terratin was a pack of cigarettes, mm-hmm. and they had a rather fight than switch, so they had a perfect black eye. So people were like going, "Oh my god!" So I was just telling people I was filming for that commercial. No, they were believing it, so I just went along with it. <laughs> Instead of saying yes, I was drunk and fell off my slippers or my sandals and hit a wall. So with my face. So just easier telling them I was there doing the Terratin commercial. Yeah, that's what honeymoons are for. I know, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I had to go to Mickey Mouse Hospital, which I was a little traumatized with, but is that true? It was okay. Yes. Disney Hospital was probably in the Mickey Mouse ward. Oh my God! What yes, it was, was really were they dressed up as characters? I don't know. They were dressed up. They were not dressed up. That'd be so. Much I think fun. it was mainly for like little kids that weren't terrified. You know, they had like pictures of Goofy on the wall, and mm-hmm. probably was the one over my head was the Goofy one. But whatever. But anyways, it was an adventure again. Just need to bring back the good old days because life was a little bit more simpler than it is now. Some things have changed for the better. Yeah. A few. I swear I thought you said F you. That's what I thought too. <laughs> like not on I my podcast. A few. <laughs> a few. I said a few. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like-, like that does sound like that. So you know I did not say that. Oh my god. <laughs> I want to talk about something a little more serious for a minute. Okay. Well, because, I mean, I am lucky enough to know that I had you in my life the whole time and still do. I can't really imagine what it's like not having a mom for a lot of that time. 
And I think about that a lot. It makes me really sad that you had to go through that growing up. And I just like, you know, I kind of want to know a little bit more about how you feel that impacted you, like as an adult, but also like you had a lot of responsibility at a really young age. Yeah. Well, like I said, if it didn't kill you, made you stronger. But at that time, it was um, it was hard because even the kids at school, you know, once I went back to school, I had to miss the whole third grade because my mom was sick for the whole year I was there. Like we were going into the hospital and visiting her. And at that time, you really, if you were under 12, it was like a major no-no unless they were dying. Um, my mother was home a couple of times. Um, I don't have any memories of her that were good. Like that weren't, I sh- wouldn't say that were good, but weren't sad. Mm-hmm. Like I remember her being really sick. I remember her falling at the house. Um I have to like rely on a lot of stories that my older brothers remember and have told me and then um, her family too. But um, it was just because I was 10 and my brother Stephen was seven. He doesn't remember her at all. I mean, I have just vivid memories or just, I would say vivid's not the word, but just foggy memories, you know. Um, I went to a, a sleepover like two months after she had died. And they were all into doing seances. And I swear to God, I thought I saw a light and I had to go home because I wasn't sure if it was her or I was hallucinating or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, and I lived down the street. So my father came and got me, but my father also was very distant. I think um, losing his wife, my mom um, was probably the love of his life. He was not expecting to be left with six kids. Um, it was just, it was heartbreaking for him. So it was hard to be around. And a lot of people say that I'm the dead ringer for her. So I think it was really hard when I got older, he kind of saw me and her, her and me more. And it hurt him a little bit. I mean, he was an alcoholic. He, um, you know, I think that's how he survived. Uh, he got remarried to a woman who, I don't know. I couldn't stand her. I tried. I tried, but she was also an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, she went to attack my brother one night when we were on vacation, and I ended up decking her. I was 13. Um, I knocked her out because she was coming after my brother fist raised, and he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And I just, I lost it. So that kind of ended the whole marriage relationship. I mean, she was... She had had kids of her own, but she put them in boarding school. So she never really raised any kids. So for her to like accept this and come into a house of six kids who had just lost their mother like a year before. And it was pretty hard, you know, for her too. But for us, because she was like, if she would buy food, we weren't allowed to have any of it. Like she would buy oranges. And if my brother took an orange, God help us. Mm -hmm. Okay. It would just be. It was not fun. Um, I never really learned how to cook. I just kind of like remembered a couple things that my grandmother showed me how to make. When I had my first menstrual cycle, I thought I was dying because I had no idea. Right. My sister, my, I had another sister, but she had left for nursing school. So she was gone the same year my mom passed. And then my brother, Bobby, who was we nicknamed Shady for obvious reasons because he was Shady, um, left, ran away from home. And that broke my husband, my father's heart. He ran away to California 
So it was my brother, Bill, who was so angry about losing mom. He just was mad all the time. Mm -hmm. Dick was on his own mind. He was the one that was bipolar. And so it was basically Stephen and myself. So I would go grocery shopping. I took care of the house when my grandmother wasn't there. Um, My father had an open door policy because if anybody needed a place to stay, like one of our friends or whatever, they were allowed, they could stay in the basement. My father had the basement redone and there was always cots and stuff down there so they could stay because it was like, I don't know. I think when you're in a position where your life has been turned upside down, a lot of the kids who also have the same problems with just whatever life has treated them, they tend to like get together. It's Mm -hmm. like they help each other out. So, I mean, there was a good group of kids and some of them just were handed a raw doubt or handed a bad hand, you know, and didn't know how to handle it. So, um, I just went to church all the time. I went to church because I was Catholic school. So I think my faith in just knowing that was my mother was somewhere where I was going to see her again helped a lot. Um, and that was it. I mean, the kids at school, like they said, they were mean. They'd pick on me because I didn't have a mom. And I'm like, here at Catholic school, I mean, I'm fourth grade because I skipped a year because my mom was dying and I chose to stay with her and visit her. Mm-hmm. But the kids just were like, they were so mean. They're like, you don't even have a mom. You don't have, and it was like, those are the things that stick with you at that time. Not a lot of happiness. I had one teacher, Mrs. Edwards. She was always there for me and like would always like make kids stand up and, you know, go stand in the corner. How dare you hurt anybody's feelings? You know, stuff like that. But outside of that, I mean, by the time I got into high school, I had a couple good friends and their moms were good. I had my best friend ever, Deb. She was, um, she was in, in our neighborhood. She lived across from me and, and she was two years younger than me, but we helped each other through a lot of stuff. She went through a lot of crazy time with her family too, but, um, she was always there. I mean, you got to have, you've got to have a person and every stage of your life, you really have to have a person, you know, and I hope everyone does have a person that they can talk to or just vent to not, they don't have to answer you just to vent. And, um, Deb's still in my life today. I mean, we try to meet every other Wednesday down at Shalott because now they don't know what I look like. So I can go in there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, the hair so, work. <laughs> I have the hair dye. Yeah. But, um, you know, it all goes back to learning things and sometimes you don't learn them right away. You know, sometimes you make a lot of mistakes and those, sometimes those mistakes help you not to make them again. And then you, you know, take two steps forward and maybe one step back or, you know, it's just, it's life. That's all there is to it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I didn't mean to get so, so deep. I mean, I'm glad that you, you said all that. Um, but it's just, I, I, in amidst of talking about all the, the need for laughter and, and to, you know, make light of things. Like I just, sometimes I think it's important to, to understand how, how you get there and how important those moments are that you can laugh at it instead of using it as like a defense mechanism, which I think is a very easy thing to do as well. But mm-hmm. I don't think you can laugh and really enjoy something unless you've worked through it and like understood what was happening too, you know? And I just, I mean, I know I've heard, I've heard some of that story, not all of it, but um, like, I never heard about how you punched your stepmother. Um, 
but or Dector, as you said. But, uh, but you know, I just it was a really good story. Yeah. Dude, you just got to survive. I mean, I was lucky. Things could have gone badly because my brothers were always involved in drugs. And I, you know, I never went down that road. I, I tried smoking pot, but it just made me tired. I mean, I do enjoy my beverages once in a while, but I was, you know, I was careful. Do you think your faith but had a lot to do with that? I do. I do think my faith. And, and I think everybody needs to have faith in something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know religion is a sore subject for people, you know, and let me tell you, I've told more people that bottom line is you just have to believe that there's somebody out there that loves you no matter what, you know, that looks after you, whether it's someone who has passed before and they're just looking over you. Um, it's just got to be somebody, you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to tell you, but my faith has always been, I mean, I was a youth minister for years. My faith has always been important. I brought the girls up all Catholic and my husband was Catholic too. So, you know, I mean, like I said, if, it's just the journey you take and how you handle things and where you see it, what your perspective is. If you always look negative on things, you're not going to get very far, right. you know, but I, I avoided drug addiction. I was only almost arrested once. You know, that was a mistake. I asked you if you'd ever been I arrested. I was 12. Huh? You were 12? <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> Back up. You were almost arrested at 12? Yeah, at 12. Um, I, for what? Breaking and entering. But okay. I had a key. Um, I was watering my friend's plants, my girlfriend's parents' plants, and feeding their cats because mm-hmm. they were on vacation. And the person next to them knew me, all right? But she also knew my whole family. My brothers were, like, you know, always in trouble. Um, so when she saw me going into the house, she called the police. So I had a key to the door. I walked in. So within 10 minutes, the cops are there and they're like, what are you doing in there? And I told them the whole thing and they're they putting handcuffs on me. I was 12. I'm like, come on, I'm 12. So then my father comes running out of the house because we lived next door. Oh my God, it was just crazy. It was just nuts. But he knew enough of the police and he's like, oh, you're one of Bob's kids. I'm like, really? Yes. The one of the good ones, you know, <laughs> but whatever. Was your dad an yeah. officer or he just happened to know no. other people? He knows them because my brothers were like, oh, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> I mean, we were all like crazy. Like my brother was, my brother had a friend that called him because he was too drunk to drive home. Mm-hmm. So my brother had his car. So my brother drove to where his friend's car was took his friend's car, drove two miles, ran back to get his car, drove his car back. I mean, it was like when the cops found him, my brother was driving two miles in one car, walking back to get his car, to go back to that car, to drive another two miles until he came like, so the cops just shook their head a lot. And they're like, does your father know you're out? He also escaped from the R-Wing twice, which is a mental facility that you usually aren't supposed to get out of. So we were well known in the Rochester area back in the day. Oh my Never God. a dull moment, ever. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's life, you know. Sometimes I've had too much life, but never seems to leave me. <laughs> Probably a good thing. I hope life doesn't leave. It's a good thing. Jeez. It's a good thing. 
I find my mom is uh my mom will say things that I'm like why are you saying about olding or leaving or something? She's like, I don't know. We'll see. I'm like, oh, oh, my mother has told me multiple times how, what she wants at her funeral and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> why are we talking about this? She's like, I just want you to be prepared. Last year she was like, oh yeah, for our anniversary, me and your father got our uh, cemetery plots. And I was like, <laughs> for, the, well, for the 42nd year, that's the one you get. Right. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> like I, I didn't want to worry about it it's like I wasn't even thinking about it so I guess that's good thanks I'm just, I'm just getting you ready for the future <laughs> you know it's all it was Kristen's idea <laughs> right you can't even talk about it to Emily like you know you, I'm, I'm not talking about that we're not we're just not oh. talking like okay I get it <laughs> I mean, I did tell you what I needed in my casket. So, and I told Kristen too, because I yeah. don't think I'm going to talk about with Emily. Yeah, she told us that yesterday. So, <laughs> not at the shower either. So, it's like happy wedding. Also, I would like <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about this. I was going to write it all down just to tell you what statues you have to come buried with me. So, and all my boxes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just get the whole tomb and just throw it in there piano <laughs> is there any um i know you talked about like kind of laughing through it and any is there any like life advice or something you want to like leave people with as far as like any advice you want to give anybody just um can't do anything about the past mm -hmm. so just look forward look for the look for the sun in the cloudiest days i guess there's always there's always brightness you can find and just turn things around to like at least this didn't happen or at least you know mm -hmm. just always try to find the bright side of things i guess you know sometimes it's really hard but no matter what happens it could always be worse sometimes i think so you know yeah that's all i can know just Keep being positive. Try your hardest. And, and don't feel bad if you have to reach out for help because a lot of people will be like, oh, my God, I have to go get to counseling. And I'm like, okay, good for you that you're going to counseling. I mean, I've had some scary times where, you know, I had the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, and I wasn't sure if I was going to pull off not going where the devil goes, you know. Mm -hmm. But you just got to have faith in yourself is the most important thing. All right. If you don't love anybody else, like RuPaul says, you got to love yourself. So <laughs> that's my mom. <laughs> I love it. I know. She's got me hooked on that quite a while ago. So I was just watching the final season or one of the seasons today. I just got her started on All Stars 7 because she hasn't watched any of it yet. Oh, no. it's been my favorite season so far. <laughs> I know. Well, I love Shay. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. She's one of my faves. So, <laughs> but thank you for letting me be on your show. <laughs> well, we're not done yet. We're gonna just give you some like more fun, crazy questions if you're good, Maria. Uh oh, sure. And then, and then you're good to go. So this, okay. this is like the lighthearted. I mean, there's been a lot of light stuff, but um, this is more of the goofy, silly time. Okie dokes. 
you kind of answered i'm gonna i'm gonna just run into my first question here but you kind of already answered this but since we had talked about drag race a little bit i was going to ask you who your favorites are currently your favorite drag queens on rupaul's drag race if you have a favorite i do oh my god why can't i remember her name though she's puerto rican you know what i'm talking about Vanjie. <laughs> who Vanjie. Vanjie. She's my fave. She's the one I thought looked like that one person at Roar at the club. <laughs> like, oh my God, that, that could be Danji over there. She's like, do not tell her that. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, um, if you could have a uh, dinner with anybody, like anybody like famous, alive, past, uh, just a family member or anyone, who would that other guest be and why? Oh, it'd definitely be my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just to see how she's doing, I guess, and ask her any questions and basically just see how she's doing and make sure that I'm doing okay. You know, I haven't disappointed her, which I don't think I have, you know, pretty too funny to be disappointing, but I've always never always been perfect, but I'm working on it. Arrested at 12, kicked out of a city. Yeah. It's good. I failed my road test twice, but <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's been other crazy things, but we won't go down that road. I got. I have gone to confession for him, but it's okay. Great. <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> we won't go down that road. I've gone to confession. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's the name of your uh, of your autobiography. It's the name of my book. I've gone to confession. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay. Mom, if you were, uh, if let's say, let's go back in history a little bit, and let's say this fight in Charlotte uh, was uh, on TV. <laughs> what song would introduce you to this fight? Like, what would be your like fight song that gets you all pumped up and like empowered and ready to, you know, beat the shit out of someone who made your purse wet? <laughs> Maybe the boys are back in town only because my brothers, I know my brothers <laughs> would defend me or, um, oh my God, what's, maybe Freak on a Leash by Corn <laughs> or Let the Body Sit the Floor. Let the Body Sit the Floor. There you go. By, um, Drowning it's Pool. It's not Incubus. I can't remember. Papa Roach. No, it's Drowning no. Bodies. Oh, I know. Yeah, that would be it. Let the Body Sit the Floor. There you go. That sounds about right. <laughs> I used to, I love all that music. I don't know why. I'm <laughs> only plays those songs for me every time I go to a bar with her. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Freak Out Unleashed by Corn is still one of my faves. Oh, so. I think, I think Bowdy's is, is a, for this particular scenario, I think that's, that's the winner. The body sits the floor. Yeah. 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 Yes. There's a few of them. I liked Incubus too back in the day. So, a couple good times. Right. <laughs> and the Beatles. Oh, what's your favorite Beatles song? I think all of them. Strawberry Fields. Oh, I was there's that one. Um, oh my gosh. I'm so bad with names right now. I'm leaving home. Mm. She's leaving it's home. It's a sad one. Mm hmm. I think. That is really sad. It's an interesting. It story. is, but 
I don't know. Maybe because I wanted to run away from home when I was younger. I don't know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have an Abbey Road poster in my hallway. So. Oh, I love Abbey Road, too. Very the fun. White Album is good, too, but Strawberry Fields I like, too. Mm-hmm. They're all good. What would be your perfect day? Like, this has been the perfect, the most perfect day. That I've had or that I'd be looking forward to? Like, if you could have the most perfect day, what would that day be consist of? Probably be sunny, but maybe in the 60s with a little breeze. And I don't know, walking on the beach somewhere, just enjoying looking at the clouds. And I love to watch people have a good time. I love to watch little kids just run around in the water and have fun. That would just be, that would be perfect day for me just to sit on the beach and probably with an umbrella on my head. So I, you know, not blinded by the light, but um, yeah, just quiet time watching the waves and watching the people. That would be my perfect day. Let's say that Jesus invited you hey dad (laughs) what a creep uh (laughs) let's say that jesus invited you to the last supper and said hey we're gonna get all of your favorite foods what 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 are we having (laughs) oh my god it could just be like a meal it doesn't have to be like all of your favorite foods but like you know, know what's your last supper hmm it's hard i love everything Let's see. Roast beef with gravy and everything mashed potatoes with delicious corn on the cob. And to be healthy, a salad, I guess, with ranch dressing. You don't worry about that. But. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get uh, dessert with the meal? Yeah. <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> Any kind, kind of cheesecake. Any kind. Any kind. My last question. Uh, so one thing about me that a lot of people know, but you might not know, Miss Sarah, is that I love heist movies. Um, I will never do a heist because of my anxiety. But <laughs> if you were to do a heist with four other people, they could be family, friends, they can be uh, relatives, they could be celebrities, they can be anybody. Who would those four people be? And what would you all be stealing? Hmm. Let's see. I don't know if any of my friends would ever steal anything. All right. Ida would go. She's one of my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And why? Why Ida? Debbie would be talking me out of it. (laughs) Why is Ida coming? (laughs) Yeah, why Ida? I just feel because she's crazy like me. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she likes to drink too, so she's kind of crazy. Her personality is just amazing. Let me see. Let me see. Probably Patty. And then, hmm. Why Patty? Patty, because she's easily, I could talk her into it. You know, give her some good reasons why we need to steal something. Mm -hmm. She'd believe me. And then, hmm. Remember, these could be anybody. I know. Celebrities, it could be your children. Well, Kristen wouldn't let me go. Julie... Julie probably go along with that. Of course, I might be able to like just not tell Julie and then just go, and then she'd just be the driver. Um, <laughs> Emily, I couldn't even bring it up to Emily. Well, not um, if we get stuck behind a post office truck. Apparently, no. God forbid. 
I think that would be a, she'd have to be the driver because we just won't tell her what we were doing. You know, like we're just picking up a bottle of booze or something and just you have to drive us there. And what would I steal? Oh, my goodness. Wait, a one more person. You said I a one more person? Patty. Did you say me? Yeah. Yeah, you're oh, driving. Okay. You're the driver. Fourth buddy. Me, Ida, and Patty. I thought you said four. Did you say four people? Four people, yeah. So you need Plus one more. me? Yes. Okay. One more. Um, I don't, Ben Hartman, maybe. <laughs> Wait, you have to be the muscle. <laughs> ben Hartman is a one of my sister's best friends, but he's like a six foot something, like maybe six foot four man. He's just like he's he's brawny. Got it. Yeah, scary stuff. Yeah, and he's and also scary. he's got a, like a heart of gold, and he loves my parents, so he would do oh, anything. Yeah, that's yeah. what are y'all stealing though? Yeah, that's oh, a good, good question. question. Hmm. I don't know. I'm, I love painting. I would have to like, I probably have to go into an art store and find some um, floral paintings. <laughs> I mean, if you're I'm still, not... you might as well go to the art museum and steal Monet. We're just going to go to a Michaels and steal a painting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it without that. <laughs> well, he's tall enough he could reach it. I know, but and, like think bigger. Well, I guess sure. Like, think you could go get the Mona Lisa. Like, think bigger. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, this is also theoretical. We don't have to just go to Michael's. <laughs> I, I mean, I've only stole one thing in my whole life because it was, and I put it back after I walked home with it. Um, I would just like to say on this podcast, we do not endorse nor stealing anything. <laughs> I don't know. Would it have to be some kind of artwork? Like beautiful things. I don't know. I just I'd have to like research. Right. You know where I mean, the I'll best just, art is. I'll just take some beautiful artwork. It's fine, but just like you know, maybe not like just go into an art store to get it. <laughs> <laughs> you steal a you steal a thirty dollar reprint of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> exactly, and then I'd probably leave the money somewhere. Well, like they'd have to find it. <laughs> here's a hot take. Most time in retailers, they train you that you can't go after somebody if they're stealing something for your own safety. So guess what? You don't need anybody to go in and steal that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm saying aim higher, uh, especially when you have four people who are willing to do whatever you want. <laughs> daughter in the getaway car. <laughs> what if your mom was like, it was like in Chicago, you're all in Chicago. It's like, hey, can you just like stand outside the art institute? I'll be right there. I mean, I'll be right back. <laughs> so, come on, Ben. <laughs> he's, ben he's oh my God. So funny. Hilarious. I mean, the Monets are right there. <laughs> I know that one is so pretty too. Is that the one that has all the like the lily pads? Mm hmm. Okay, yeah. That's the one I would take. Yeah. yeah. See, we're, we have goals. There we go. <laughs> we have goals. You let your imagination fly a little bit. It's scary when I do that because then I never come back down. It's awful. Well, it's yeah. Bad. It's not a bad thing. You're also not actually stealing the Monet. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're not. I don't even know where it is. And uh, there's probably not a big enough screwdriver to get it off the wall. I can't wait to tell Ben Hartman that you've enlisted him in a heart. <laughs> I was Michael. thinking of a tall person. If I needed to steal somebody, I'd have height. To I Michael's. Believe me, when I, 
to Michael's. When yep. I go in the stores, I have to like, I was in the store of Wegmans the other day and I was talking to myself going, why do they have to put stuff so high on these shelves? I need a tall person. So I, I went yelled something like tall person on aisle nine. It wasn't there this woman behind me that was like six, two. And she goes, can I help you? And I'm like, oh my God, where'd you come from? She goes, I heard you talking. I'm like, great. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. People are so kind. Yeah, they are. And she she thanked me for making her laugh. So I thought that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, I think that kind of wraps up everything, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you. We, we I probably hope I did, did a good job. You did yeah. a great job. <laughs> thank you. Love you. Bye, Thanks Maria. So Bye. Bye. It was great Love seeing you, you again. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sarah is a wife, mother of three, retired educator, and a former troublemaker turned to all-around do-gooder who will forever be too afraid to steal from a Michaels. She's not super active on social media, so if you're interested in more content, you can follow her daughter, that's me, on Instagram for future updates. You can also follow Sparks of Madness on Instagram at Sparks of Madness Podcast. Sparks of Madness is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Hold on, put it on pause. Pa, I'm still videotaping. Go ahead. <laughs> Dad's got to make a cameo. No quiz. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh parents, they're wild. Yeah. <laughs>